to the ASHP official podcast, your guide to issues related to medication use, public health, and the profession of pharmacy. ASHP conducted two surveys in late 2021 to better understand how ASHP can promote technician development through the advancement of patient care roles and increased responsibilities and to address recruitment and retention issues within the technician workforce. The executive committee members of the Pharmacy Technician Forum and the Section of Pharmacy Practice Leaders met during the 2022 ASHP Summer Meetings in Phoenix, Arizona to reflect on the key findings identified from these surveys. During this first part of a four-part series, you will hear from Jeff Little, Director of Pharmacy and Outpatient Imaging at St. Luke's Hospital, who is also Chair of the Section of Pharmacy Practice Leaders Executive Committee, Mark Sullivan, Associate Chief Pharmacy Officer at Vanderbilt Medical Center, Mark Sullivan, Associate Chief Pharmacy Officer at Vanderbilt University Medical Center, Lindsay Kelly, Associate Chief of Pharmacy at the University of Michigan Health, and Lindsay Amarin, Executive Director of Pharmacy at UNC Health. They will share their reflections on the survey results as they relate to technician vacancies, staffing adjustments, the implications of the technician shortage on patient care, and the pharmacy technician recruitment and retention strategies. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Technician Tuesdays. These episodes provide an opportunity to share ideas and best practices focused on professional development, clinical and innovative practices, and other topics important to pharmacy technicians. My name is Hannah Vanderpool, and I'm the Vice President of the Office of Member Relations here at ASHP, and I'll be your host for today's episode. I have the pleasure of chatting today with the executive committee members of both the ASHP Pharmacy Technician Forum and the section of Pharmacy Practice Leaders. From the Pharmacy Technician Forum, we have Chair Joanne Myrie, Drug Diversion Program Manager at Alina Health in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Vice Chair Cindy Jeter, Senior Manager, RxO Implementations at McKesson in Springdale, Arkansas. And from the section of Pharmacy Practice Leaders, we have Chair Jeff Little, Director of Pharmacy and Outpatient Imaging at St. Luke's Hospital of Kansas City. Lindsay Amarine, Executive Director of Pharmacy, UNC Health. Lindsay Kelly, Associate Chief of Pharmacy, University of Michigan Health, Ann Arbor, Michigan. Mark Sullivan, Associate Chief Pharmacy Officer at Vanderbilt University Medical Center in Nashville, Tennessee. Thanks everyone for joining us today. It's a pleasure to have you all here in Phoenix in person attending ASHP's 2022 summer meetings. Let's get started today talking about the topic of ASHP pharmacy technician shortage survey reflections. And as you know, pharmacy technicians play a critical role in our pharmacy workforce and are essential to achieving optimal medication outcomes and patient care. Yet we continue to face a growing shortage of pharmacy technicians in hospitals and health systems. To better understand how ASHP can promote technician development through the advancement of patient care roles and increased responsibilities and address recruitment and retention issues within the pharmacy technician workforce, we recently conducted two surveys in late 2021. One survey was administered to pharmacy executives of multi-hospital health systems and directors of pharmacy at individual hospital and health system practice sites. The other survey was administered to pharmacy technicians working in hospitals and health systems, community, home infusion, specialty, and other pharmacy settings. The results of these surveys greatly shed light to better understanding the pharmacy technician shortage in hospitals and health systems and current needs and realities of the pharmacy technician role. 
Both of your committees were instrumental in helping us develop both survey tools ASHP deployed. So today we want to get your reflections on some of the key survey findings. Let's jump right in. Let's first discuss the administrator survey. As you remember, the survey was sent to hospital and health system pharmacy executives, where among other things, administrators were asked about their current pharmacy technician vacancy and turnover rates, as well as their recruitment and retention strategies. One of the key findings from the survey regarding pharmacy technician staffing and turnover reported that turnover rates for pharmacy technicians were at least 21 to 30% in 2021, and nearly one in 10 had lost 41% or more of their pharmacy technicians. The question for the group is, was this data point surprising, and how does this compare to what you're seeing in your own organizations? Let's start off with Jeff. Thanks, Anna. I would say that that data is very concerning. However, it is not surprising given what we're seeing at our local institutions. We've been running greater than 20% vacancy rate over the last six months and have seen turnover rates greater than 20%. One interesting thing that we have found is that the problem seems to be worse at the larger hospitals in our area than at the smaller hospitals. And Jeff, I'll just add, we looked at this last spring and there was a Wall Street Journal article that suggested that Nashville and Austin had the highest number of unfilled positions in the city in the technician pay range. And so as we were looking at that and looking on Indeed and some of the other search engines, there were over 30,000 opens in Nashville. And so as we thought about that, thought about how to recruit our technicians, we had some shifts that had over 50% vacancy on the evening and night shift due to family illness and child care issues and, and other issues, people just could not come to work at that time of the pandemic. And so this is not surprising to us at all. Thanks, Mark. As a result of these staffing shortages and turnover rates, nearly all health system pharmacy administrators survey respondents reported that 97% of them increased the use of overtime to fill shifts and 89% use pharmacists to fill pharmacy technician shifts or perform technician activities. What staffing measures are you adjusting to at your organization or what have you heard from other organizations? What measures are they doing to address these shortages and turnover rates? Let's turn the floor over to Lindsay Kelly to kick this off. Thanks, Hannah. I think we certainly saw that in our institution. Some of the, th the things we did then and that we've continued to do over time we initially utilized OT, like I think a lot of people did over time for multiple personnel and different shifts, as well as uh, workforce members. We mandated management over time, so picking up technician shifts over several months so that, so that the team could do that. We also then added an incentive that was for technicians or pharmacists, and so it was a straight bonus per shift, and so that was a flat rate. I think one of the things that, and we'll talk about this a little bit later, but one of the things that was really interesting is that we saw the shortages across other departments and divisions as well. Um, and so that really, it, seeing that our critical staffing incentive was picked up by other areas of the enterprise was really interesting. When they applied it across the enterprise, they moved away from a flat rate into a rate multiplier. So for, instead of going from like a certain number of dollars per shift, it went to a rate multiplier. And when they did that, as you might imagine, it really highlighted the disparity in the wages between technicians and pharmacists. And we saw that as a result of people, um, the type of people picking up the shift. I think just to add to that, what other things that I've seen and or heard, in addition to pharmacists picking up shifts, in addition to leadership picking up shifts, 
is I think organizations are really having to figure out what are they going to stop doing to be able to pull individuals from one area over to other areas, which becomes very challenging because now you're saying that one area is not critical and, and a different area is more critical. But the reality is, is that you have to get drugs to patients and something will have to fall to the wayside in order to do that. But then now you're asking individuals that are in a position that weren't anticipating delivering to Pixis machines or OmniCell machines, and now they're having to go do that, and they're not doing what you hired them for. And their question is, how long is that going to happen? Am I going to continue to do this? Is this really what I signed up for? This isn't what I want to do with my time and or my career. And then if it's if there's no end date, then they're going to look to get out of the organization and to do something else. And then now I've got a turnover problem in another area. And so that's the one other thing I think is that we've been challenged with of what areas are quote unquote critical. And then if you're going to stop doing something, what are you going to stop doing to pull over those individuals to help your, your critical areas? Thank you. That was Lindsay Amorine, by the way. The impact of these shortages can be far-reaching, and another key finding from the administrative survey identified that over half, or 53% of the respondents, reported stalling expansion of new pharmacy services, 48% reported reducing pharmacy services, and 69% of pharmacy technicians in advanced non-traditional or management roles had been pulled to perform traditional technician responsibilities. So the question is, what are the larger implications of these current shortages on patient care? And within hospitals and health systems, what specific practice areas do you think are more vulnerable due to these shortages and why? The impact of these shortages is really widespread and devastating uh, to our institutions. I'll talk specifically about the, the 69% of technicians that are in advanced or management roles being pulled in and a couple of the impacts of those. One of those is the ability to optimize our, oper our operations. Our lead technicians really are integral in making sure that our operations are running smoothly with all of our automation. And if those lead technicians are pulled into frontline staffing roles, we don't have the ability to optimize those machines, which makes us less efficient, which is then even a worse problem when we're already short staffed. So it's a problem that compounds itself. Similarly, another role that our lead technicians have to oversee is training. So specifically in areas that are high risk, such as sterile compounding or even chemotherapy production, when we're already short staffed, trying to bring new employees in and train them to be able to do these things. But then the people that are, should be doing this training have to be working themselves. It really makes it, it really difficult to even fill the positions that were short. Yeah, I agree with that, Jeff. I think that what we find the impact is, is that it really starts to then hinder your behind the scenes work within your pharmacy departments, right? So those advanced roles become less and less available. And then to Lindsay's point earlier, you have folks, this is not what I signed up for. Um, I wanted to be able to continue with my advanced role, whether it's being um, efficient use of your ADC technology or doing project management around your inventory levels and your management there, um, or even just ensuring your regulatory processes are in from your aseptic technique certifications, et cetera. And so I really think that the implications of this is that it continues to compound on itself and all of the efforts that we as an organization have tried to do to promote advanced 
professional development starts to really fall to the wayside because we're having to rob Peter to pay Paul, so to speak, because to your point, we have to get the meds to the patients and that's not never going to go away. And so how do you kind of start to just, you know, support both sides of that so that you can continue with that advancement opportunity for your staff? Joanne, I'll just say one thing in addition to your comments. Um, the burnout of our technician leaders from, from all this pulling and being called in the middle, from having to support the staff in the operation and then have to continue with their leadership uh, responsibilities, is, I think really impacted a lot, a lot of our technician leaders with significant burnout. I'll just put a plug in. We're doing a session on this, the leaders conference, and, and going to have a breakout session on this very point. So uh, if you're listening or interested, please consider joining us at the leaders conference this fall. Thanks so much for listening. This episode is part of a four-part series titled ASHP Pharmacy Technician Shortage Survey Reflections from the Pharmacy Technician Forum and Section of Pharmacy Practice Leaders Executive Committees. To hear more from ASHP, subscribe to ASHP Official for more Technician Tuesday podcasts. Thank you for listening to ASHP Official, the voice of pharmacists advancing healthcare. Be sure to visit ashp.org forward slash podcast to discover more great episodes, access show notes, and download the episode transcript. If you loved the episode and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe, rate, or leave a review. Join us next time on ASHP Official.